seismology is basically the study of elastic waves, which are like sound waves, but they travel in solid materials, including through the entire Earth, and the sources and processes that cause seismic waves, the most notable being earthquakes, but also explosions, including nuclear explosions, and uh, as I'm going to speak about tonight at the aquarium, um, also uh, unusual sources like grinding icebergs, glaciers, and even the ocean itself produce seismic waves that we can study. One thing we've discovered just in the last five years is that many of the processes that shape the world's largest glaciers and the world's largest icebergs in Antarctica uh, don't happen smoothly like a viscous smooth flow. They happen in sudden jerks. And whenever large masses like that move suddenly, they emit seismic waves that travel out that we can pick up and study with the exact same sorts of instrumentation that we study earthquakes with. Uh, another area that uh, I've uh, helped to pioneer with some other colleagues at Scripps Institution and the U.S. Geological Survey um, is the study of the ocean's background noise. Of course, storms are always generating waves in the world's oceans, and when those waves in particular interact with coastlines, they also put energy into the Earth that generates seismic waves. And it turns out you can pick up this signal everywhere on the planet. Um, it's actually, in many ways, the dominant seismic signal on planet Earth. Even in the middle of Asia, you can hear the ocean with a seismometer. So what we've been doing is studying the signal from the ocean over many decades to see if the world's background noise and storm intensity may be changing using seismology. Well, we've seen two very interesting uh, things. One is that we can definitely track major storm phenomena, such as El Nino and La Nina, that for instance affect storm intensity here in California. Um, but we can also see a progressive background change that does, at this stage in the analysis, seem to indicate that the world is getting noisier uh, at a fraction of a percent per year, uh, fairly consistently across the entire planet over the last four decades. It appears that the ocean, in some respects, may be entering a new state, the atmosphere may be entering a new state, and uh, at least in the decadal sort of time span, we are tracking changes uh, that seem to indicate that we're, at, at the very least, in some sort of decades-long cycle here uh, associated with uh, increased storm intensity and wave intensity. When you put a seismometer uh, on the Earth, it doesn't just pick up earthquakes, it picks up everything that generates seismic waves. So in the last few decades, we've established these fabulous networks of seismometers that are like Earth's neighborhood watch program. These things pick up incredibly small vibrations from all sorts of sources all over the world. And hidden in the background of what many people would consider the noise, if you're an earthquake seismologist, all that other stuff going on is just noise and you'd, you'd rather throw it away. Hidden in the background are many, many interesting signals from the atmospheres and oceans and other phenomena that we use opportunistically to study uh, climate uh, change, for example. To really interpret these signals, we use um, various types of processing and filtering algorithms that actually you might be familiar with if you have a, a fancy music system at home. We look at signals in different period bands from thousands of seconds to many cycles per second. Um, we also use imaginative ways to uh, visualize the change in uh, seismic uh, intensity and frequency content with time that enables us to, for example, pull out signals from the oceans um, and completely ignore the effect of earthquakes uh, in this analysis.